Hi, I'm Veg. Hi, I'm Nonveg. Welcome to the Veg and Nonveg podcast. Hey everyone. On today's episode, we have our friend Sarah with us. She runs an organization called iHouse here in College Station. And what it basically does is it, the organization brings together people from basically international students and people from around the world together. We'll let Sarah talk about it. So hi, Sarah. Nice to have you on the show. Hey, y'all. How are you? Yeah, we're good. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start with first talking about you, your background and your journey into very from what have, what is your background and what has iHouse done and how you started being involved with it. Yeah, so um, I'm actually originally from this area. And it's funny because anytime you meet anyone here, whether they're American or international student, they're always shocked to meet somebody that was actually raised here. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually from the area. I would say, you know, my, you know, a little bit about kind of what led me to where I am today with iHouse. Uh, growing up, I just have always had a love for history. And uh, one of my very first big trips was to New York City. And I just remember that feeling of driving into the city and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I think I was 14 at the time. The buildings were so tall. There was just so, so many people and, and so much going on. And I was just inspired. And I would say that probably triggered my love for just learning about other places, other cultures. I graduated from Texas A&M in 2005 with a degree in history. Go Aggies. <laughs> yes. And I decided uh, not too long before I graduated that I wanted to travel for a little bit before jumping into a career. I still didn't know what I really wanted to do. And so I decided I was going to go to Europe. And I, you know, talked to my parents about it and told them, hey, this is what I'm going to do probably for two weeks, maybe go backpacking, see a few different places. And the longer that I worked and saved for that, uh, it, I told them, you know, I'm thinking maybe a month. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to go there for a month. And then when I went to book my plane ticket, I said, you know, let's just make it two months. <laughs> And so they were in complete shock when I was like, I'm going to go by myself to Europe and I'm going to backpack for two months. So uh, just while there, um, you know, I just fell in love with different cultures. It was hard. I mean, it was really hard to be by yourself in a brand new country. You know, the longest I've probably ever stayed was a week, maybe in one. So, you know, traveling, well, probably more than a week, but from city to city. But, you know, it, it was hard. You're in a different country, a different culture so frequently that you feel like you don't really have time to, to learn about it. But I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved seeing all the history. And then, you know, since then, I, I took a trip to China, took a trip to Australia, of course, have been to Canada and Mexico. But just all along, I've just always had that passion and love for people and cultures and everything that's around the world. So when Jason and I got married uh, back in 2010, 
we are involved at our church, which is the Anim Church of Christ. And uh, one of the ministries that they have is iHouse. And uh, we, the leader at the time, uh, her name is Tracy Wilson. She actually started iHouse 15 years ago. So we're celebrating our 15th anniversary this year. But she started it because she was a missionary in the field in various countries and just felt like she could also show the love of Christ to other people here in the States. But, you know, what what we notice the most is that the students who come here, you know, they're coming without family. Many times they're coming without friends that they know. Many times, you know, they haven't even left their city that they were born in. And so, yeah, so to come to a whole new country and not have a support system, that's, that's the worst. I mean, I, I, I remember that feeling of being in other countries and just not knowing what to do. And so, um, you know, while the iHouse is supported by the Anim Church of Christ, and and we do that because we want to show the love of Christ to others, what it is, is it is an organization that's designed to give a support system to students or really anyone that's international and could use that support system when they're so far away from home and with no strings attached. There's, you know, we just want to love on other people. And so uh, we, you know, have, um, we do all kinds of things. We try to plan events and, and get togethers. Of course, COVID is making that mm-hmm. you know, so uh, interesting to try to figure out, but we plan various events. You know, we you know, we've, we help in all kinds of ways. One of the biggest ways is the iHouse market, which is how we meet a lot of students almost immediately when they get here. We collect furniture from, you know, a lot of times church members or students mm-hmm. who are moving out and we give it away for free. Uh, pretty much a week or two after they're here, they can come to that market and they can get free furniture to help with um, setting up their apartment. And so we, you know, we've done driving lessons, grocery pickups, you know, um, we've been there for people that have, you know, had medical crises and, and things of that nature. And so really that's what iHouse is all about. It's about forming a community and just knowing that we're here, whether you need us once or whether you need us throughout your entire time here in Texas. So that's the uh, abbreviation. <laughs> Uh, that's so great Um, I would first of all like to say that I was introduced to iHouse after I graduated and it's been so amazing to meet so many people from iHouse Sarah especially all of her um, other friends her kids um, Jason everybody's been so nice and they've been like helpful to so many students that I can't even count and it's been amazing so I would like to say that so I believe that you've met a lot of international students from different countries and backgrounds. And well, at least from what I've seen, a lot of them are Indians. <laughs> um, um, so how was your experience with Indian students and um, people like, was that your first um, experience hanging out with Indians or you've had um, before? Yeah, so What's interesting is, you know, I told you, Jason and I got involved with iHouse when we were first married. And at that time, the majority of iHouse was probably made up of, you know, Chinese or Korean students. And 
I think with the, I think there's been a shift at AM where they're accepting a lot more Indian students, or that's what it seems the makeup is when you, when you get your numbers from uh, the international mm-hmm. student services. And so I, you know, when, when I first started, um, as organizer of iHouse, I, um, you know, was interested in the fact that the, the shift has um, gone to a lot more of Indian students, but I would say that I probably didn't have a lot of experience with uh, people from India up until, oh gosh, I don't even know what year it was now, but uh, <laughs> it would be the year that um, Ayush uh, came and Ayush, I know has been on y'all's podcast before, but uh, we were volunteering at the market and Jason was taking furniture to their Ayush's house and there was, you know, he has three other roommates. So that was, that was one of our first connecting points where we really felt like we had an introduction into the Indian culture. And what's funny about the first meeting with them when he was dropping off their furniture is that they said, oh, oh, we have some food we want you to try, you know, <laughs> leaving the furniture. We want to thank you. We have this food. And Aria had gone with him. That's my, my daughter. She's eight years old, but at the time was probably four, I think four and a half. And so Aria's like, yes, I want to try the food. And so Jason's like, okay, all right, they're going to give me food and we'll get back to the market so we can keep volunteering. And then they began cooking. And they cooked just this, I don't know, this dessert. And Jason was gone for two hours and I was texting him, where are you? You have to come back. People need their furniture delivered. But, uh, I, you know, that really was such an impression on us, you know, for, for him to do something as simple as deliver furniture to their apartment. And they're like, we want to immediately thank you. And just, and we're so appreciative of this. I think that was impactful and that really, uh, I think that began our friendships and relationships and love for uh, the Indian students and and all things India. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad because Indians, I mean, Indians and food is always like goes together. So I'm really glad. (laughs) Yeah, you, you covered like a couple of Indian stereotypes there where one is that we insist that guests have food <laughs> at whatever time they arrive what and whoever they are even if it's the first time you're meeting them we insist that you know they should eat before they leave and second is <laughs> and second is a prolonged goodbye when we're just very bad at saying goodbyes when someone's leaving at the door we'll stand there and talk for like an hour before they leave yep. <laughs> so true <laughs> i love both of those yeah, so that's like one of the things that like I wanted to ask you was, were there any Indian stereotypes that you think were like, you know, incorrect or correct either way? Yeah, I, I think because my knowledge was so limited that I, I probably didn't have just a ton. I, you know, I really thought about that because I would say some of this, one of the stereotypes that you hear about would be arranged marriages. And obviously, while that does hold true in some cases, uh, I think what was really interesting for me to learn about is really the why behind it and how it works. 
and just seeing a lot more into it to make you think a little bit differently about it. But that was probably one that I think was both correct, but also, you know, your reasoning behind it in your, in your mind before you really learn about it. it I think that shifts a little bit. Yeah, you want to get to know about a culture, you know more about how and why things are done. Not necessarily um, agreed upon, but it's still like a thing that we have. Yeah. And I think too, I was surprised that, you know, having worked with so many students from, uh, you know, China or Korea, sometimes when, when they come to the States, you know, one of the biggest things they want to do immediately is improve their English and, you know, with the Indian students, they their English is very good and very fluent. And so there it was different because we used to offer more of the language type mm-hmm. of classes and things like that. And the Indian students, they don't really have a need for that. And so uh, that was one thing I was kind of surprised about. And I think even sometimes when I talk to different members of our church, they, it, I think it still surprises them when I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. They're, they're fluent in English. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We have colonialism to thank for that. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that uh, I don't know if, I don't know how to ask this correctly because uh, you've seen probably people uh, in the U S of our age and Indians from India who are the same age and have you noticed like a difference in their outlook towards how they do things what what are their interests and I don't know general differences that you may have observed yeah I think the differences that you know in some ways there's a lot of similarities you know Americans and Indians you know when you're students you're trying to absorb your college life you know you really want to learn a lot about the cultures and traditions of the university and you want to spend time with friends and just enjoy enjoy yourselves, travel. And I think that holds true a lot for Americans. But what I will say is that with the Indian students, you know, one thing that's different and, and I know that you touched on it with one of your other podcasts is with the American students, you know, they usually go to college and they're independent and they are on their own. And from that point forward, they're going to go get their job. They're going to get their apartment. They're going to start that career. Uh, And so in the mindset of many students, when they come to college, like this is their time for independence and their parents are going to still be there and very much be a part of their lives, but their, their opinions and may not weigh as much into the decisions that the American students make. Whereas when I have spoken to, you know, so many Indian students, a lot of what they do, they are taking into consideration their families back home. And they are thinking about their future in terms of kind of what that looks like for, you know, their future marriage, you know, if that is going to be arranged, whether that is, uh, you know, their, the the types of careers that they're going to go into. So I hear so much about the Indian students and how uh, close knit they really are to their families. And I think that 
it's just a little bit different than, than it is here. The independence level, I guess, is a little bit different. You know, that I one of the things that may, many students have told me before, oh yeah, my mom, my mom calls me about three times a day. And if I don't answer, she's very angry with me. And you know, <laughs> here it's like, okay, maybe I'll talk to my mom once a day, maybe once a week. I don't know. It kind of depends, but you can just see that that love and that importance comes out so much more. I also think the Indian students, and this goes for any international student, what is a little bit different about them being here is the amount of pressure that they're under in terms of you're under pressure by what is the government going to tell you today about what you can do with your visa status? Um, You know, if you don't find a job when you graduate, what does that mean for you? And I think that that pressure, you can see that a little bit more in in the Indian students because the American students might say, okay, well, if I don't find a job, I'll just move back home for a little bit and then I'll go get one whenever I can. And I think there's just so much more on the line uh, for the international students. That sounds very true and very related. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom messages me every day. And if I don't reply within like five minutes, she assumes I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I can't blame her. I mean, it's, it's hard being so far away, you know. Seems sure. like um, Kamaka, so many Indian students. First of all, I would like to ask, have they fed you Indian food yet or yes. not? You have fed me Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> yep. You just want me to praise your cooking. Yes. I'm happy to do so. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, um, I've been offered more food than I could possibly eat. Um, <laughs> but yes, I have... Um, I would say probably my two of my top ones would be um, the biryani is so good. Yes. <laughs> and um, also, okay, let me make sure that I'll say it right. Cause I always want to say it incorrectly. <laughs> um, the samosas. Oh yes. Oh, good choices. <laughs> yeah. So great choices. <laughs> yeah. And of course, chai mm-hmm. um and i love i love chai i've learned how to make it now properly and it's delicious i'll uh, make it at home and the batch i make I, I never think to cut it in half but the batch makes six cups oh. and i'll drink all six in a day <laughs> and at night i'm like jittery because <laughs> way too much but oh. um you know those those are some of my favorites uh but the, they, it's funny because anytime someone cooks for me, they're like, is it too spicy? Mm-hmm. And so far, I believe that everyone has been kind to me because they have not given me overly spicy food. Uh, but, you know, I think some of it, I, I being from Texas, you know, you eat a lot of things like jalapenos, a lot of spicy things. And so I think I can handle a certain amount of spice. But probably, I'm probably not as amazing as you guys are with it. It's, yeah, it's understandable. And I'm glad you've had like a lot of home cooked food and not just, you know, one of those restaurant token Indian foods that people call Indian food. Yeah, I've (laughs) never had, the only time I've had Indian food from an actual restaurant is when a friend, um, an Indian friend brought it 
to me on a trip to Houston. So he went to Houston, they went to an Indian restaurant and he brought me back food. But other than that, I have only had it from the Indian students. I'm so glad. Yeah, you should have some pretty good Indian restaurants. So that's wow. that's good enough. Uh, one thing that you mentioned some time back was how you backpack through Europe. That reminded me of uh, DDLJ. It's a very famous Indian movie and we and it released 25 years ago. So we are celebrating that. So that wow. is something that I wanted to ask. Have you watched any Indian movies? I have not yet. Oh I feel God. really ashamed to say that. <laughs> um, I know I need to get on Netflix and do that. Uh, I know they're long, maybe not always, but that's what I've heard. And so... Honestly, finding time without two kids being <laughs> all over me the whole time is hard. But now that everyone's back in school, there may be some more time for that. So, no, I would, I still would love, love to watch a movie, uh, one of the Indian movies for sure. DDLJ is probably the best place to start. It is the most, most Indian movie ever, <laughs> especially <laughs> for people living outside of India. Okay. Yeah. It, okay, I, it, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a pretty long movie, but yeah, that's that's a good introduction to Bollywood if there was any movie yeah. to suggest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know I've learned that in India, you guys take intermission during movie watching. So that's usually your first clue that you need to be willing to sit down for a long time to watch it. Yeah, that was actually a surprising thing when we came to the U.S. and the movies didn't have any breaks. So, yeah. But one of the halls here, when they release Indian movies, they do have a break in the middle, especially for Indian movies. So, yeah, they have started adjusting to our ways of life. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) this will become a normal thing. Yeah, I guess we've taken over college station. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm correct, Sarah, um, I think you were like, uh, you've been to a few of the Indian festival celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us more about your experience there? Yeah, I, um, so I went to, my first one was a Diwali celebration at um, the BSM, which is a place here in town that I know they do a lot of um things with the Indian students and, and host them for different things. But um, there was so much dancing and so, uh, so much music. And I loved it. I took Aria with me and she was pretty young. And, you know, one of our uh, Indian friends invited us and got us tickets and everything. And about nine o'clock, I mean, I think it was actually getting close to 10 and Aria was done. I mean, she loved it so much, but she was like young enough to where she was starting to break down. And so I told our friend, I've got to go. They're like, but the food, I'm like, I can't stay for the food. It's, it's already 10 o'clock, you know, (laughs) we have to get home. And she literally passed out the second we got to the car, but that was so much fun. Uh, just to watch everybody use their talents, uh, and celebrate them. And I, I loved that. And then, um, okay, I, I, you'll have to like help me with the pronunciation because I'm certain I did not know exactly what we were attending. I just knew we were going to the temple and there was going to be dancing and there was going to be food. And it was 
Navratri? Navratri? Yes, you got it right. That's literally what's uh, the festival yeah. that's going on. Navratri, yeah, it's going on right now. Okay. Yeah, and that was really fun to um, experience that, you know, especially at the temple because it wasn't just students. There was a lot of community members that were there too. So that was neat. But the one also that I really want to go to is Holy because I have not gone to Holy yet. Uh, the, the big one that they, they do here to celebrate. Um, and this year I know it was canceled, but uh, that's one I for sure want to go to. We actually bought Aria a book about it so she could read all about it and hopefully someday go actually experience it. That's awesome. Um, like, I mean, I guess you would have guessed by now that um, every Indian celebration is pretty much food, dance, and music. That's it. <laughs> the holy is the same. I love it. It's yeah, we great. love uh, colors, bright colors. I, can be wild, yes. by the way. I love that. I love that about Indian culture because the clothing, you know, everything that you see is just so bright and so beautiful and so vibrant. And I just, I love that. Also, you mentioned a lot of things about, you know, how uh, help people with medical emergencies or any other cases. So w- that is maybe a little too serious, but were there any incidents where you've had to intervene or anything that probably you wouldn't have even imagined people would do? You know, I what I would say is probably Jason ends up having the funnier stories with the students because he is always the one moving the furniture. And I think he ends up with, a. I mean, I know I've had funny stories that I can't think of off the top of my head, but for, you know, for him, he, he always thinks it's funny because he'll show up to someone's house with like maybe a, a big wooden like dresser or something like that. Um, and they live on like the third floor with a really tiny (laughs) corridor and they take one look at him and the furniture and they're like, no, I can't help you. I can't help you move that. Like, and he's like, it's okay. I got it. So, um, he's, you know, his stories mainly revolve around, he gets more of the funny things where the students are just like, no way, like not, I cannot help you lift that. I am, I'm going to have to hit the gym first before I can do that. I would kind of rephrase it. Were there any things that, you know, um, we as Indians do that would be a little funnier to you as an American, the way we say things or do certain things? Yeah, I think maybe not so much funny, like ha ha, but maybe more different You know, one of the things with, um, you know, many of the Indians that I've, that I know, whether it's when they're sharing stories about how their family interacts with them or how they're interacting with their roommates, I'm often shocked at how blunt, how (laughs) blunt they are. Um, You know, here, especially in Texas, we tend to sugarcoat things Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of figure it out on your own without us having to be so blunt. Um, But, you know, I think it's that was probably one of the things that was a little bit shocking to me, um, just in terms of how they do interact with each other. And I would say probably a cup, you know, one of the other things would be our definition of time differs oh. <laughs> a little bit. 
way way different yeah Yeah, so it's it's interesting because if you really if you want an event to start at eight you probably need to tell people seven so that they're there by eight um and so that's always interesting that's you can always uh it's an adjustment i think for me i'm very much a okay on time type of person and so uh, that was probably one. And then I think the other thing that was really, um, honestly, this one was probably one of the hardest ones for me to adjust to is that many times people will commit to something and then they will back out at the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And that one is, that one was probably very hard for me. I mean, I've probably cried many tears over that. Oh. because you know you really you plan something you spend money on something you know you're trying to create something that's great and and wonderful for the students and and they may just back out at the last minute and so that's that's a little bit heartbreaking when you've kind of poured your heart into something uh you know it feels you feel a little bit rejected but you know I just think that it's just a different way of seeing things. And, you know, I, I've learned that for me being upfront with people sometimes, maybe not blunt, maybe sugarcoating it a little bit, but just <laughs> telling them, Hey, you know, when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. You know, they're always like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. You know, that's not, that's not what I, I wanted um, to happen. So I think it's really good to be able to, to, share, you know, the different cultures and, and to realize that, you know, your way is not always right. And, uh, not speaking to of the Indian students, but for me personally to realize it's not going to always be exactly how I plan it, how I see it in my mind, because, uh, you know, we're different and that's good. I'm sorry about that. Um, not to say, not to be the voice of all Indian people, but I hope we're doing better. After no, you, you guys are great. And I think the thing is like, you know, too, you know, that like DK had to cancel a couple of weeks ago, but I know DK and DK is always there. And so when that happens, I say, Hey, you know, it's, it's okay. Like we understand because things do come up. Um, but then you get some people that are, okay, I'll be there. They're not there. Okay. I'll be there. They're not there. So you kind of just learn, you learn the heart behind, you know, what, what's going on, but, um, no, you know, I think it's, it's definitely gotten better, but I also think my way of communicating with the students, not just Indians, but from all over the, uh, you know, all over the world has improved. So, you know, sometimes I think it's about how you communicate with other people, to really kind of just make them understand what what's happening and the information you need from them. Yeah, that's a good thing to remember. Yeah, Indians, a lot of people I know can be flaky, but I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's just people here are more busy than others. I don't know. But yeah, I had to cancel last a couple of weeks back because I had a uh, nail go through my foot so <laughs> I heard, I heard that. <laughs> yeah that was just like yeah it just happened just before I was supposed to meet you and then I had to cancel yeah. so it's yeah sorry about that but... <laughs> <That's happening. laughs> I don't need an apology 
but yeah, I actually was in a lot of pain at that time. I couldn't come. Yeah, no, I heard. I heard exactly what happened. I was like, they were like, no, it's not bad. It's okay. He's fine, but he just is bleeding everywhere. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, take care of that for sure. <laughs> anyway, so that's like a good segue into one final question. I think we're running out of time to ask is so what would be uh, your advice or something that you wish people especially indians uh, coming to the us wish they knew before they got here or some advice that you wish they had before they came here i think the biggest thing is that coming here will be hard it will not be easy i mean you're moving to a new country with new cultures that and and i think this holds true for many countries you're not all always accepting of new cultures coming in because you're you're ignorant you don't understand them you don't know them and so have patience with the people here and don't be afraid to share your culture your beliefs your the things that you hold true from back home with the americans here i really think that there are so many people here that they they love you they want you here they want to support you and i talked to so many students especially when they first come over that they're really homesick and they they want that community so when you do have americans that really do want to embrace you and wrap their arms around you and welcome you you know that, be a part of that you know get to know them they will help you learn cultures but in return i feel like we receive so many wonderful blessings from the international students because they're bringing the world to us and so we can learn so many things we can learn how to communicate better we can learn different uh ways of doing things and learn more about the world in general and so you don't be afraid to share that with the people here and be patient with with others as well because you know you're i think just as anywhere else you're not going to always find the kindest people all the time but they're there and so keep trying if you have a bad experience you know just brush it away and just keep going strong because you know we love you guys and we want you here and uh you know we want you to feel that Thank you so much. That's like very kind words from <laughs> um, Sarah. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. It was great to have you and uh, get to hear your side of the story on how you like interact with Indian students or international students in general. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love you guys so much, and uh, love your love the podcast and the work you guys are doing. So thank you. Thank you, thank yeah, you so much. um so yeah this is it for today this week guys um if you have any comments or if you are at texas a&m university a current student and would like to join i house will um send you a link and uh, let us know in the comments on facebook instagram and twitter and we'll see you next week listen to us on spotify apple podcast and stitcher or wherever else you get your podcast fixes follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at veg and non-veg pod if you have any questions suggestions comments please email us on contact at veg and non-veg.com thank you